This episode of the Two Fit Crazy in a Microphone podcast is brought to you by Allstate. Yep, that's right. You're in good hands with Ben Sayer, Sayer Financial Services. Uh, be covered when uh, mayhem strikes. Home and auto coverage with Sayer Financial Services, Allstate, 732-449-4433. Check them out. Get a quote. Get on it. Mayhem happens. Be covered. And who else, Christine? Contifit.com. Com. You heard it right, everybody. Contifit.com. The best in personal training, in coaching, running, in your overall health. You want to feel better. You want to move functional fitness and coming at you. Let's face it together. Trademarked facial fitness and rehabilitation program. Looking better, feeling better. And uh, it's time to make some great changes for you. Contifit.com. Also brought to you by High Five Health and Fitness. Create positive change in your life with High Five Health and Fitness. And uh, really, when was the last time you sat down and talked to somebody about your health and where you are right now and where there is areas that can be improved and what needs to be done to feel better? Uh, and that's what we do. So uh, check it out, highfivehealthandfitness.com. It is Christine Conti. And I'm Brian Prendergast. And we are Two Fit Crazies. And a microphone. We are where it's at. How are you doing today, Brian? Really good. How awesome was Rich Keller? Really good. Really awesome. Really good. I cannot wait for you guys to hear this. Really, really good. Really? No, it was awesome. I was said to Christine, like, as soon as we, we wrapped this up, that, you know, we wrapped up our conversation, I was like, man, I needed that. You know, I needed to hear what Rich was uh, what Rich was saying because he's you know, a catalyst, Brian. He's a catalyst. There you go. You know, and and uh, and and so long and short of it, Rich is a, is a um, is a motivational speaker, and uh, you know, he's got a story, of course, which we love the story. We love the story. Love we the love story. how he gets there and what's going on, and and you know, I can see like these steps in life that have put Rich where he is today. Cancer I, survivor. He said recovering corporate brand marketer for right. a really long time. And even starting with the things that happened to him early in childhood and all those things, like they're just like stepping stones or not even stepping stones. They're just the path that puts him where he is today. I see it with my life, right? The things that have happened in my life have kind of put me where I am today. None of it's a mystery. At times I felt completely lost, but it was all part of the plan. Um, you know, and, and, you know, so you get that from Rich. And it was just really good. So his his um you know so his thing is is personal branding. You know is coming up with your one word that describes you. Um, he's working with uh, high school kids that are you know looking in, into colleges and and young entrepreneurs and and kids you know across the board and and just young people to help them early in life find that one thing that really really defines them and not what they think it is, mm -hmm. what it actually is, right. which is a big difference, right? So. This is what I love is that I know he he's really focuses on motivational speaking, working with young adults, but you are going to find so much value in this being reflective, sitting back and being a little introspective in your, in your life, um, about what is your core values. Yes. And some of the things he talked about was that no one cares about your story unless there is value in it for them. I, I talk about, you know, my years as an English teacher and, you know, people's you know, everyone has, has a sob story. Everyone's grandmother died. Everyone failed a test. Everyone got cut from a team or, or something happened. You're not the only one. And also, you know, what you do for a living does not define who you are. And I love the fact that he said, how do you demonstrate your core word or your identity? Who you are should define what you do. 
flipping that dialogue. And we've talked about this throughout the podcast, throughout the years now. And it's very important to come back to this, whether you're in fitness, whether you're in nutrition or health, or you're a banker or you're a lawyer or you're a doctor, I don't care. Who are you? And once you find out who you are, you can start making choices in your life that make you happy. Guess what? Your quality of life is going to improve and so is the quality of life for the people around you. Really, and and he and Rich just nails it. He's a very in tune to to the process, and there's an opportunity for for everybody here. He he runs programs, and he has a, a workbook that will help you find you know kind of learn a little bit more about yourselves, and and uh, you know and and not in a hokey way, in a productive way, in a way that you know is is meant to to um, uh, put you ahead. So uh, we want you to listen to this. This is a great episode. Really enjoyed this uh, great conversation with Rich Keller. This is episode one thirty four of the Two Fit Crazy and Microphone Podcast. Here we go. Christine Conti. And I'm Brian Prendergast. And we are two fit crazies. And the microphone. We are where it's at. Where's it at, Brian? Episode 134. With uh, Rich Keller. Rich Keller. Rich, you here? <laughs> How are you, brother? I'm here. Thank you for having me. I'm, I'm really grateful to be here. You guys seem like you are lights of the party. <laughs> well, actually, at the party, I stand against the wall. I'm like, I'm like an extrovert on my own podcast and an introvert like in crowded rooms. Unless I, I'm, I get that. Unless I'm I on the stage. Yeah. I get that, actually. People laugh when I say that, you know, I'm shy when I get to a party. They're like, you? I'm like, yeah. If I don't know you yet, I got to, you know, I got to warm up. All right. I'm the extrovert, but like, it's funny because <laughs> oh people God. say, they're like, are you always like this? I'm like, actually, I have an on button. You press the on button when I leave the house. I'm like, oh my, I'm like freaking Teddy Ruxpin. Remember that thing? <laughs> yeah. Remember, um, I love it. Oh my gosh. Remember when Apollo Creed entered the ring against the Russian? That's how Conti enters the party. That's true. I yeah. love it. That's true. That's a theme song. <laughs> However, at night, the button goes off and I literally, I don't want noise. I don't want anyone to talk to me. My husband, sometimes, like my husband and I catch up sometimes and he'll start talking and I'll be like, okay, can you like speed this up? Like I, he'll be like, oh my gosh, you just did not do that. I'm like, I just need silence, sweetheart. I love you. Let's just sit here. Let's just sit. I love it. I love it. Well, I'm an empty nester right now. So believe me, I, I have to, I have to talk to my wife for a long time now. <laughs> That's oh my all right. gosh. So yeah. where are you right now? Where are you coming to us from today? I live in Florham Park, New Jersey, right? Yeah. You know, right down the block from you guys. Not too far. Not too far. Can yeah. you hear Jets training camp uh, from where you are? Yeah, I, I, I'm not that far from there. And I also have a place, um, a summer place in Long Branch, New Jersey, which is even closer to you Even guys. closer. All right. We're going to do this in person You know what I time. love? love his yeah. accent because he doesn't have an accent. Yeah. How about that? That's right. We have a lot of international guests and people from all over the place. And I always say... You know what? You have an accent. They said you have an accent. I'm like, hey, well, <laughs> yeah, with the yeah, originals. Yeah. You know, 
I'm from I'm from Brooklyn. Well, my mom's from Canada. My dad's from Brooklyn, and you can uh, take you know you can take the boy out of Brooklyn, but you can't take the Brooklyn out of the boy. I said that right. There you go. <laughs> That's right. There you go. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Now there's there's a direct corridor from uh, Brooklyn to Florham Park, is there not? I mean, it's like pretty close. Yeah. Well, it's also a million dollars to get over like every bridge. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's, cra- it's crazy that you leave your house and it's like thirty dollars to get somewhere. Yeah, you didn't even do anything. That's yet. the truth. I have family on Long Island. I, I can't see them anytime during the holidays because from right. where I live to get there, honestly, it should take yeah. an hour and forty five minutes. Realistically, yeah. it's like a hundred dollars and five hours of the Belt Parkway, yeah. and yeah. I hope and, everybody. And the night before you have to leave the night before, yeah, two I days before, it. maybe you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. Yeah. All right, so Rich, let's get into it. Tell us what's uh, what's going on. What are you doing? Who you who you working? Who with? are you? And what <laughs> what makes you tick? Rich? Give us the rundown. Oh boy, I don't even know where to begin. That's a loaded question. So, um, what are you up to right I'll... now, Rich? What's going on right yeah. now? And let's work backwards. Yeah. Um, well, right now I am a motivational speaker in the personal branding space. And it was funny. I listened to one of your episodes and you, I think you guys say, you know, you're a recovering blank. Well, mm-hmm. I'm a recovering corporate brand marketer. And um, I, I, I like to start actually with my family because that's the most important. Um, I am married to an OBGYN. Her name is Sharon. Mm-hmm. And um, both of us are cancer survivors. I am a 26-year cancer survivor. We were dating when I had testicular cancer uh, 26 years ago. And 17 years later, my wife woke up with advanced breast cancer at 43. She's an OBGYN, detects it every day, and um, it was bad. And I I actually was preparing to become a a 40-something single dad. Oh, God. Yeah, it was pretty uh, shocking, and um, we both had you know amazing careers at that point. And my daughter was nine, my son was twelve, and um, and miraculously, nine years later, she's doing amazing, amazing, absolutely amazing. Um, and I start with that because um, I always knew in the back of my mind there was something more in life that I wanted to do. I wanted to make an impact, and I really loved my career in marketing. And so um, in September 2017, I did something pretty radical. I was making a lot of money. Um, I had once, once my son was getting ready to go to college and my daughter was in high school. And I quit my job that afternoon. Hmm. I, was, I was getting my performance report, true story. And I, I, I actually thought they were giving out the wrong report. Like I, I could not believe the feedback I was getting. Um, it was so different and negative from what I expected. But at that moment, I realized that I just couldn't be myself. I wasn't able to deliver the impact that I knew I was capable of for many reasons. And I knew at that moment, if I didn't do what I was about to do, then I, I don't know if I would have had the courage. And I, I literally closed the door and looked at my boss, who was the CEO of the company. And I said, listen, you are paying me way too much money to do this. So I'm going to make a deal with you. I'm going to give you six weeks. I'm going to clean up. I'm going to leave on amazing terms and I'm done. And it was interesting because he looked at me and said, that's the guy I hired three years ago. And I said, well, that's the guy who can't perform here the way that I want to. And for many reasons. And I left 
Six weeks later, I walked out the door without an idea of what I was going to do next. <laughs> so let me, stop, let me stop you right there because I have a question about that. Yeah. How, I mean, was it that spur of the moment? Was it that snap of the fingers that you just said, that's it, I'm going to do this? Or was it somewhat kind of leaning or had some inclination that something like that was going to happen? Well, I had just turned 50 and I knew that if I didn't think about the future now and, you know, if I waited till I was 60, I knew corporate America wasn't, you know, lovely to age. <laughs> right. But I have to tell you, absolutely no doubt, I did not tell my wife. I literally at that moment, um, I'm, I'm a really... Um, uh, I've done some crazy things in my life. I have never quit a job. Okay. And, and I called my wife and she's like, how was your day? And I said, I quit my job. <laughs> and, 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 and literally her answer was, this was her response because that's part of the whole goal of going on your own. She said to me, congratulations, now go and change the world. And I said, really? And she goes, absolutely. You, you've been wanting to do this or you've been thinking about it. My son, when I told him he was leaving for college about three weeks later, first reaction was, am I still going to be able to go to school? Because it was all about him, which I laughed. <laughs> and my daughter, who was in high school at the time, burst into tears. And she was like, <laughs> oh, my God, I, we have no money. I want to give up. <laughs> I want to give all my clothes back and, and I don't want to go to school anymore. They were in a private school. And I looked at both of them and I said, watch me over the next six months because I'm going to share a very important lesson with the two of you. And I left it at that. And it was that moment when I realized I had no idea what I was going to do next, but I knew one thing, two things. One, corporate America was done. And number two, I wanted to impact the lives of young adults. And so a um, couple weeks after I left, September 2017, I you know, was thinking about what to do. And as a kid, I always wanted to be a talk show host. That was my number one. If you knew me well, you knew I wanted to be Phil Donahue, which I'm going to age myself. Rich, I still want to be a talk show host, hence why I have a podcast. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, 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 yeah. I, I wanted I to wanted be a radio to... host, so like this was it. I was, I was you know, Howard Stern and Mike Francesa, and know. I was like, you know, this, this is it. Yeah. Yeah, Z one hundred and Yeah. And um and I and literally the next day, guys, and I, I really mean this like people watch us like over the internet, I literally got an ad for a motivational speaking school online. And I decided at that moment I was gonna spend the money for that one year program. Mind you, I make no money at this point and I have a kid going to college, but I, I bought the program. It was an online program. And I really thought I was going to go into high schools and colleges and share my story because I thought I had a pretty interesting story, very challenging childhood and so on and cancer and yada, yada, yada. And the first lesson you learn, first module basically said, nobody cares about your story unless, <laughs> unless there is value in it for them. And I really sat there and I went, number one, I can't get my money back. And number two, what am I going to do now? I, I don't really think I have any value. And that's part of my childhood issues where I grew up with zero self-worth. And I just never felt like I was, I was always considered the confident one in the room, but deep down I wasn't. And it was a lot of, you know, what I looked on the outside was not on the inside. And I went to bed that night. I told my wife and literally in the middle of the night, because my wife takes call all the time. We never sleep. We haven't slept in 25 years. Um, I, I nudged her and I said, I have my idea. OMG. Now I, I'm going to, I'm going to tell you 
the story about that. But I also want you to know that I wanted everyone to tell me I was crazy because I didn't really want to go do what I'm, what I'm doing now because I didn't have the courage. So I thought if I told enough people, they would tell me I was crazy and I'd be back in corporate America. And so two years before that night in the bedroom, literally when I woke up and nudged her, my son was applying to college. Smart kid, private school, really great kid. And he said, can you prepare me for my college interviews? And I said, sure. And I asked him one simple question that changed the entire trajectory of my career and my life. We were at the kitchen table and I said to him, tell me about yourself. And he looked at me like I had 42 heads. And I said, just say something. And he goes, I'm a senior in high school. I, I study. And I looked at him and I said, you have no idea who you are. And he said, dad, that is an overwhelming question. And we don't, we don't, they don't teach us that in high school, how to answer that. And so I remembered at that moment throughout my career in corporate America, I worked at Kraft Foods, Nabisco, Cadbury, Godiva. I worked on all the iconic brands that everyone knows about. And one of the things I did throughout my career was I would craft the identity of that brand that I was working on in one word. One word, that was it. And that one word is the core value that the brand brings to your life because people buy solutions. And so if a brand communicates their core value or the solution to you, the consumer, you're going to buy the product. And it, I thought at that moment, well, you know what? People also have to sell themselves, in this case, to a college. And so I said to him, maybe we should discover your one word. Once again, looked at me like I was crazy. And I said, let's just do some exercises. It was all in my head. And a couple of like days later, or like maybe a week later, we, we got to his one word. And his one word is perseverance. The kid is a perseverer. He never gives up. And then I said to him, I want you to write a college personal statement as if you are standing in front of the committee and you are telling them a story of how you demonstrate your core value. Because my insight is, what you do is not who you are, but who you are should define what you do. And if you know who you are and you tell a school, this is what I'm going to bring to your campus, I think you can get into any school you want to get into. And so I gave him a month and he came back with an incredible story about a campfire event at Sleepaway Camp that he was a part of. This kid did not solve world hunger. He did not go on 72 missions around the world to cure cancer. He went to camp every summer. And he got into Cornell University. Nice. And it was that moment in the middle of the night, two years later, when I nudged my wife and I said, what if I traveled the country to motivate young adults to consider how the power of crafting their personal brand with just one word can transform how they are seen by the world so they can which is my platform called SCORE, so they can SCORE. And SCORE is an, is an acronym for Stand Out, Conquer Obstacles, Reach Excellence. All it takes is one word. And my wife looked at me and she said, I think that's really smart. And I said, no, it's not. Like, I really wanted her to tell me, you're crazy. I called my mentor. I called a best friend. 
I called my therapist. I'm not kidding. And they all, they all said, and this is what they said to me, which I thought was really amazing. They said, you know what, Rich? You've been hitting base hits for a long time. This one is a grand slam. It's awesome. And I have to tell you guys, I literally said at that moment, I'm going to do this. I am going to be the entrepreneur that people expect me to be. And I am going to put value ahead of money because I had no idea if I would make money doing this. I had no idea if I'd be successful, but I'm going to transform a million lives one word at a time. And that's what I've been doing for almost a year. You know, creating my brand took a year and a year. I've been out a year and I am on a mission. I travel to high schools to help kids discover their core value for their college personal statement. I speak in colleges to help young adults discover their core values so they can get through their interview and their resume. And then I work with young entrepreneurs around the country to take their personal brand, that one word, and craft their entire venture around that one word. Because the insight is that you, the entrepreneur, are the brand and people buy human connection. And so if I can help you craft your personal brand and your business venture around this core value, you're going to win. And that's exactly what Howard Schultz did, Sarah Blakely, Steve Jobs. And I'm just going and doing. And as we speak, I'm going and doing. And that's it. <laughs> it's fantastic. I- I'm, I'm having a moment over here because, Rich, I was an English teacher for 15 years. And wow. I taught high school students. So I would spend ton I mean I've had probably years and years of crafting college essays and writing you know <laughs> helping people create their resumes even to this day this week I was working with people you know writing their resumes and again I'm no longer an English teacher but you know from my background people still reach out can you look at my resume can you talk about interviews can you write a recommendation for you know OT school or masters or whatever so I'm constantly you know in the in the midst of you know my free time um <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> what what I love that you're saying I wish I would have you know I wish we would have you know Touch base when I was teaching because I would have brought you in. But <laughs> I, w- I would tell the students that, you know, it, and I know this is sad, but um, whatever, you know, whoever it is that you are, we, we talk about, you know, finding, like you said, finding that one word, what's your value, what's your shine, I would say. And what makes you, you know, you got to wow people. You're selling yourself. I would say if you're selling right. yourself, what is it that you have to offer the world? And I That's would write, right. you know, tell me you're awesome up on the board, but how are you going to do that through a story? And again, even, you know, what I was doing for the kids, it's so applicable to whatever it is you're doing in life. Are you selling yourself to a boss? Are you, you know, marketing yourself to get a promotion? And especially, I mean, we're in the fitness industry, obviously, but, that's right. you know, looking at programs, I mean, a lot of people that listen to our program, they're, they're looking to improve their lives and it's not just fitness, but in business, but in their family. And if you don't know who you are, then it's going to be a really tough world out there. And I would say to the kids, they would write essays and I'd, I'd tell them like, get it out. Even people I talk to, something's bothering you, get it out on paper. And then I said, now that you've gotten that out, rip it up because whatever's yeah, on there, know, we all, and you know, everyone's grandma's died. Everyone's failed a, a test before. That's right, We've all gotten cut right. from something and they would sit back and I would, I would say this is cliche. And they're like, oh, but my grandma, and I'm like, it, it's, it's not like, who you are. That does not, Define who you yeah, it's are. It's what's happened to you. 
So it, it's so interesting because one of the insights that I had in my own career was that every time people lose a job, they think that they've lost their identity because we tie our identity up in what we do. And my whole mantra to young adults is what you do is not who you are. You have to understand that who you are should define what you do. And so for me, my one word, by the way, is catalyst. I'm a catalyst. My first job out of college, first job was an accountant. That is the last thing a catalyst <laughs> would be. But, but I grew up in a home where doctor, lawyer, accountant, get a degree, get a job, get paid and move on. And so I real, and when I lost jobs along, along the way, I, there were days where I was like, I have no identity. I don't know who I am. I can't go out of my house. And it wasn't until I started doing this that I realized at my core, I am always going to be a catalyst and I need to go out and celebrate that with people and find the company, the job, the industry that's going to value what I can bring to the game. And that's what I try to teach the young adults to not get caught up in do, understand are who you are. And, and, and it's been a real game changer. I have had people literally cry in front of me when we discover their one word cry I, I i'm almost like i can't even i at some points i'm like are you okay and they're just blown away that we could encapsulate everything they do in one word but that's what brands do and and we are if you own a phone you are a brand and you are selling yourself and so i try in, in, in all the areas that I speak with around the country, I bring in the brands I've worked on to help them understand that when you stand for one thing and you tell your story around that one thing, that's why Nike, Spanx, Apple, Starbucks, that's why they're all winning the game. And people get it then. And that's when it becomes really fun and people want to know their one word. So is crazy does that <laughs> crazy <laughs> fit crazy because i'm you know it's that's right well, that's part of it that's part of it but you know if you're fit crazy like for me i found out very quickly that i did not belong in corporate america and investment banking that was very short-lived for me because i'm like this is not this is not who i am and it was always you know you know you're supposed to be you know i, I grew up the same way like there was you know Everyone was highly educated and you had one job growing up and that's who you were. Right. And forget it. When I left investment banking and then went to teaching, which was, you know, a step down in everyone's eyes, you know, cause money is, yeah. is worth, oh, you know, yeah. that means you're successful sure. if you make more money was oh, what yeah. I was brought up to believe. And then forget it, Rich. When I, with a Brooklyn mother who's, you know, <laughs> it was not, you're leaving teaching. Your pension. What are you doing? Your kids. You know what? Are you going crazy? Everyone's proclamped, Rich. We're all proclamped over your ideas. Um, What am I going to tell everyone in Boca? Yes. Exactly. Exactly. You're not a trophy anymore. You're not a trophy. I get it. I love it. Now it's like my one daughter must have had a nervous breakdown, left her. People still ask me, Rich, like, are you okay? I'm like, of course I'm not okay. I'm the best I am I've ever been in my entire life. Yeah, That's I came right. in today to Brian. I'm like, this is hard, Brian. I, I asked what, and she said all of it. All of and it. And I was like, you're right. Oh, you know? It, absolutely. It, and people think that I have this glamorous life now, and oh, you travel. I get on Amtrak, I barely eat, I show up with no technology. 
I get to the hotel. I'm like, yeah, let's live my Beyonce life. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, you know, but, but the truth is if that's what people are projecting, okay, then, you know, I smile and I, I, I'm a glass half full type of guy. And I, I am so focused on my mission and my purpose that that's what keeps me going. That's what gets me on stage because I want to use my mouth to share my message. And, and that is what I've always wanted to do. I just didn't have the gumption to do it until that day when I quit my job. And it's the gumption, <laughs> right? It is that. It's, it's like we always Absolutely. I, the, the, Absolutely. I love that so word. Can we, do, can we do an example? Can Absolutely. Just, we do, let's do an example. Do you guys go to Starbucks? I don't. Not okay. very often. Okay. So do you guys, are you guys familiar with the Godiva brand? Yes. Of course. Okay. So um, when is the last time you gave Godiva to someone? Just give me the example, you know, the, the occasion of what you gave. I don't know that I've ever given <laughs> Godiva. God, thing. Rich, we're I'm awful. A, I'm a taker. That's okay. I've eaten okay. other people's Godiva. Okay. So have you ever received, <laughs> have you ever received Godiva? Uh, I have. I, I'll give you an example. Okay. My wife, my wife does because she's a school teacher, and as okay, a, great. like a common gift is like Christmas time or, or whatever. The great. Is. Yes. Oh, beautiful. So let me ask a question. Do you think your wife would react the same way if she got a bag of M and M's for the holidays? <laughs> no. No. Absolutely. Right. Right. So for right. so for years, I spent seven years at Godiva, and for years we thought. That well, I'll ask you this: Who's the most important person in a transaction, the gifter or the receiver? The receiver, Christine. In a transaction, I yep. mean, it's supposed to be about the person receiving it. Like you're, yeah. Well, I guess, the yeah. person okay. who gets it is the one who is going to kind of control the emotion of what is going to happen after. Because if the person's going to be like, "This is awful," then it's all ruined. Good. If it's great, it it affects the emotion and. The you got it. Thing. You got it. So if you if you give a engagement ring to your significant other and they open it up and then they barf, <laughs> the, the giver <laughs> the giver didn't sign. get it. The giver didn't get it right. And so for years we thought the recipient was the winner, but it's actually the giver. Okay. And mm. what we learned is nobody cares what's inside that gold box when you hand that Godiva over to someone. What they care about is the recipient says, you spent money on me. You went out of my way, your way for me. I must have done something to earn this. So their core value in one word, simple, is generosity. It is a brand that delivers generosity. And what you have to do is your product is not your brand. Your brand is your core value. And you use your product to drive your brand. So they use the box of chocolate as a communication vehicle without saying a word, when you hand it to someone, they know you were generous. And that's the entire story of Lady Godiva. If you, if you read the story of Lady Godiva, that's exactly what her core value was. She was generous to the people of the town. And so that one word changed the entire way we communicate about the brand because when you come in my store, the giver has to get it right. And so if I know what the giver wants, because the giver knows the recipient. I don't. We thought for years, how do we know this recipient? Well, we don't need to, because the giver is going to tell us about the recipient. And if he gets it right, he wins, she wins, and everybody wins. But if he gets it wrong, and she doesn't like the gift, that the box of chocolate, he didn't get it right. And so that one word was the entire identity for that brand because it's not a, we're not in the chocolate business we're in the generosity business you're huh. in the business of your value 
not your product. And I love how that transcends. I'm thinking as, you know, you're talking with working with people applying for college or applying for jobs or interviewing. That's universal, I feel like. That's it. Because you are, you know, I used to tell the kids if, you know, we do these practices about selling things. If you were a product, how would you market yourself? That's and exactly flip it right. over, would you buy it? Mm-hmm. Would you That's buy it. your irresponsibility? Would you buy your ask yourself and, and be reflective. And that's really powerful, Rich. I love that, that kind of idea of, of your core value because now, again, our listeners out there are, am I living authentically? Am I living by my core value? What the hell is my word? I thought it was, you know, I thought it was right. generosity, but it's actually, you know, that's right. creativity or inspiration right. or, you know, it's, that's that right. could change your whole course of your life. Well, so many of us, are doing what, who we are in. And I did that for years. And, and that's, I mean, I loved my corporate career in marketing, but it was that moment with my son where I realized, boy, he's going to go through life not knowing who he is. And he's a smart kid. Right. And so he was really the, um, he was the catalyst, no pun intended for me to do that. My daughter went through my program. She, her word is drive. She's a driver. And she's a freshman at Vanderbilt University. Same thing. Her essay was really incredible. And she's another one that knows exactly who she is. And that makes me happy. That is what I want to travel the country doing. I want people at a young age to guide their lives by who they are. And then, you know, I I speak to so many people, guys, who say this to me. Well, I want to be a writer, but, you know, there's no money in writing. I'm like, oh, interesting. So, yeah, that's so interesting that J.K. Rowling is, is you know, is homeless. And they, say, and, and they say to me, they say to me, well, that's going to take 100 years. And I'm like, well, welcome to branding, guys. Right, I right. mean, Starbucks didn't happen overnight. And so we live in this I want it now culture. But what I've learned, and especially in building my own business right now, it takes 10 years to be an overnight sensation. I get it now. Yes. And you have to build your credibility, your consistency, be known for one thing, say it again and again and again and again. And my litmus test to my clients is if you're sick of hearing what you're saying, it's right. Because for everything you say, it takes 92 times for somebody out there to hear it once. And it's really hard. Right. Yes. <laughs> this is not easy, people. I told Brian today, I was like, I get it. I get all of it. Well, why people give up. I get it. I get yeah. why people go back to their, you know, safe jobs, safe jobs and, and, and complacency. Right. And I totally get it. And I totally also get why I can never go back. Yes. I totally get it. Yeah. And you know what? You have to be willing to sacrifice. I mean, you know, I, I, I was listening to one of your podcasts. I think it was FitSwap. I was listening yes. to that podcast. With Stephanie, and, yes. Yeah. And you know what? It's scary. You know, I make little to no money right now because I'm building my empire. But I have to tell you, we've given up and sacrificed and we don't travel as much. And there's many things we don't do because my kids come first and education comes first. But I have to tell you, my roof didn't cave in yet. I'm not dead. I'm not homeless. There's so much worry that we put on ourselves. And what did it for me was the support system around me. I mean, I never realized the power of people around me that believe in me, that want to help me, that are supporting me, that are pushing me. And I could never do it. I didn't have a support system growing up. And I could never do what I'm doing right now 
without my kids and my wife and my my friends and mentors. And if you remember, I told you um, a couple of minutes ago that I told my kids to watch me. My daughter came up to me about eight months after I you know, been sitting in my kitchen working because that's my office, which my wife hates, but that's another whole story. <laughs> I was sitting in my kitchen and my daughter said to me, I get it now, dad. You really taught me the lesson of you have got to find what you love and you have to have a purpose that goes with it. And you got to stay focused on that. Why? Because I don't get up every morning to get a paycheck anymore. I get up every morning to transform lives and help young adults reach their goals and dreams quicker than I did. And she's like, I get it now. I see it on your wall. And that to me was that's it. That's the most important piece in this. It's because you're a catalyst, Rich. Yeah. Well, you know what? I've always been. I just didn't know it. I didn't know it. You know who told me that, by the way? A recruiter told me that I was a catalyst. I was getting a job that I thought I was getting. I was all prepared. I walked in with my coffee. I'm going to get the offer. And she said, we're not giving you this job. And I said, are you kidding me? And she said, it's because you're a catalyst and they're looking for a babysitter. Wow. I'll never forget it. And that was the moment. When I thought back to that night in bed, I thought to my son, that moment with my son and his conversation, and I said, boy, I now know who I am, and now the onus is on me to go do what I need to do, and that's what I've been doing. I'm, I'm out there with the same, trying to have people live the same way I'm living by knowing who you are and letting that define what you do. So, Rich, can you enlighten us a little bit and our listeners about how do you go about finding that word? Yeah. How would you do that and and help our listeners maybe find a little bit about who they are? Yeah. So, um, so it's an interesting question and I love that you asked me that. I, my very first talk I thought was going to be a disaster. So I, you know, basically went and did it. And I thought after this talk, I'll probably go back to corporate America. And that when I was done with the talk, like 10 young adults came up to me after and they said, so can you help me figure out my one word? And I said, I don't really know how to do it. Like I, I, it didn't have, I didn't have it on paper. It was all in my head. And I got home that evening and my coaching team called and, and I said, guys, that actually went really well. And they said, we told you. And I said, I don't really know what to do now. I feel like the Long Island medium where it's all in my head. And they, and they said, get it on paper. And so I spent the next eight weeks after that first talk, I gathered 50 people that I knew in the world of young adult. And I just threw out questions to them. I started throwing out questions, getting answers. And, and, and through this process that I created, I created a workbook that people can purchase okay. on my site. Um, and really, it's a deep exercise in introspection. It is nine questions, the best nine questions that I feel um, get to the heart of who you are. Things like, what are you great at? What makes you come alive? What did you want to be as a kid? I think there's a huge correlation between what you wanted to be as a kid and who you are today and what your core value is. I asked people to give me five five recommendations from people that they know well. I want them to write a paragraph on what makes that person unique. (laughs) I asked people to write their legacy, how they want to be remembered. And then what you do at the end of the workbook is it's a series of steps and you're circling words and you're grouping words. Because remember, this is the interesting part of this whole process. Everything you wrote in the workbook is your life. Right. And so if you think about it, I want you guys to imagine for a second, when somebody says, tell me about yourself, the first thing we do is say what we do. That's how we've been trained. And so in your gut is who you are. 
And as a catalyst, what I'm doing in that workbook is I'm flipping it. I'm flipping from your gut, which is the R, bring that up to your mouth and through these exercises and these questions and all the words you're going to circle and then you group them and then you create a sentence about yourself. And then from that sentence, I then give you a hundred words in the workbook. You decide based on that sentence, what is the one word that I could tell somebody in seven seconds that I'm about? And I'm going to be really frank with, with the two of you. I put it out there. I believed in it. I put it out there and I said, let me see how it goes. And it works. Okay. I am blown away when I work with people. Um, I, I worked with this one kid and his word is elevator. He's an elevator. And by the way, I get you to words that are very unique. Like you're not going to say, I am funny. <laughs> I am happy. We get you to words that are unique. And this kid was an elevator. And you know what he said to me? It was not in his workbook. But this is how powerful this idea is and why I believe in it so much. He said, Rich, I didn't tell you this, but my nickname in high school was Ladderman. And I said, are you kidding me? He goes, I was on sports teams and every coach would tell the whole team, this is the guy that elevates people to the next level. You want to be associated with Ladderman. I just and found I my word. I found my word. Okay. Tell me. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So from what you were saying from different words and again, I'm a, I'm a woman of words, right? My master's and undergrad and communication and whatever. So you're thinking outside the box and I'm just going to say this because it popped out. Like I always think of just the regular, you know, kind of the cliche. So my people always used to kid me and say, oh, you're like the energizer bunny. Oh, you have so much yeah. energy, whatever. So it's really not energetic. My word is energizer. I, and I would not dispute that correct it works for me christine that's who i am i'm an energizer that's right a hundred percent and i bet you see here's the thing i know 10 things about you already just from that word that's the goal because you have seven seconds to make a first impression on another human being and in the elevator i tell young adults this all the time they're like what's this elevator speech i'm like it works and in seven seconds you tell somebody you're an energizer the next day if they need someone to motivate, inspire, empower, you know, break that foundation. Christine, they're calling you because they know that you are that person that will do that. That is awesome. Brian. That's incredible. I, I, I don't have one yet. I have to I need the workbook. I'm sorry. Um, I just have I was one. just gonna say, well I always listen, <laughs> I always listen, listen, I always offer I offer as a thank you for inviting me onto your show, I offer you my program complimentary. And Christine, I would encourage you to go through it as well because you know, find that sentence, understand those sub values. And so I offer that to you guys complimentary because I want to say thank you and how grateful I am that you invited. We appreciate it. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I have, yeah. uh, so, so let me ask I you this. I love homework. Yeah. Oh, definitely. I don't sleep. <laughs> well, it's not homework. It's for, it's for, I don't it's sleep. for me. It's for us. That's right. Hands and a cross. On my back, I get it. eyes open. I get it. Mine Rollers just goes. In your hair. You're an energizer. Rollers in your hair. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine. Um, um, I'm gonna have you hold my cell phone. You can charge it. Um, so these <laughs> the on button. Remember, the I just talked button. about the power button before. There so, you go. So this is a deeply introspective process, and the and and it's good that that you know before I was sitting here thinking and listening and and unsure if the you know I didn't know of the of the workbook and and those things. Now it's a completely you know it's a real honest um, process to to come up with right. with this word, and you really have to dig deep. How often do you get it where you hear the person tell you their word 
and it's so far off that they're just full of shit and and they're 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 telling you maybe what you wanted to hear which is common right you know instead of well it's so funny you say that i love that you asked me that question ryan because 85 to 90 percent of the people don't get their word right what they get is I'm just going to say a word that's on the lower level of the ladder. And I, I read it. So there's two ways you could buy my workbook, do it on your own. And I never see you again, uh-huh. which I thought most people would do, but most people actually buy the coaching package because they want my assessment and 10% of the people get it right. Where like beautiful. And I will tell you that the, the analogy or the, or the insight that I have is highly emotionally intelligent people usually get their word right which I know sounds crazy. Yeah, but you're welcome. Yeah. But, no, no, no. But, that, no, but that's, a real, that's a real insight in and of itself because so many, especially young adults, you know, so many of us are, you know, young adults. We, we, we have to learn emotional intelligence, but some of them have it and they are just wise beyond their years. And so I would say that 90% don't get it right, but they get a word that, you know, is a sub word. Like I give you words in my workbook that are beyond your core. But if I put you on Survivor Island, this is what I say to people. Right. Survivor Island, this core value is coming to the top the minute Jeff Probst says go. All right. <laughs> I love Survivor. Let's talk about that. Is that, uh, yeah. now that's part of your course. And I'm a big fan. We watch it every week as a family. It's like our, our yeah. show. And I, and I swear someday, uh, you know, I'll be on it. Um, yeah, yeah. It, we have some connections to that show, by the way. Let's go. <laughs> I'm afraid of like wet underwear and like the, the dark and some other. Oh, things. I'm afraid of the ants. I, I couldn't have an ant on my body. My wife could be on it, not me. My contact would fall out, and it would just be all over. I'd be like, I need to go home. This is it. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> I, you know, so we, uh, so that's part of your of your presentation. Talk to us about yeah. that. Yeah, so that's a great question. So, um, I I grew up invisible to the people that I thought were the most important in my life. I had a very you know, challenging um, family life. Um, my parents fought all the time. I did not have a relationship with my brother who's older. I have a twin sister. We just, it was dysfunction at its finest. And I, I, I felt, I never felt like I knew my place in the world. And when I was a teenager, I started wearing bandanas. I just started wearing, you know, schmatas as they call it in Brooklyn. Uh-huh. And um and people would notice me. And then and then I wouldn't wear it to like a, you know, wedding or a bar mitzvah or a party and people would walk right by me and I'd say hello and they'd be like, "Oh my god, I didn't even know that was you," which was a form of being noticed. And so what I realized was um, then Survivor came out. I literally went to Survivor.com. I bought like eight buffs and I started wearing my Survivor buff. And people would say to me, number one, were you on the show? So eventually I just started telling people I was, which was mind blowing. <laughs> like people would be like, oh my God. And then I, they, what season? I'm like, season two. I made it to the jury. I ate a cockroach. They'd all be excited. And then I would say, you know what? I was only kidding. But And I've had pilots on planes offer me money, literally have said to me, I will pay you right now if you give me this buff. And what I said was, I can't because it's my trademark. And here's the reason I wear it. I wear it because it gave me value as a kid. It made me, it made me noticeable in the crowd and, and through therapy and through realizing that I grew up with zero self-worth. I grew up, my brother and sister both went to Ivy League colleges. I was told I wasn't smart enough. I wasn't athletic enough. And it was always not enough. And I was always longing for that recognition. 
and the 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 bandanas, the schmapas, the buffs would um, would make me feel valuable. And so when I was building my brand, I was at I, I did a photo shoot, and at the end of the photo shoot, I said to the photographer a year and a half ago, "Can you take a couple of photos with me and my buff?" Because I didn't know if I would ever go out like on stage wearing my buff, but I did it, and my coaching team came back to me and they said that's the photo that we want to go with. And I said, really? And they said, Rich, that's your brand. That's you. That's who you are. Everybody knows that you wear this buff. And so in many ways, I'm a survivor. I'm a cancer survivor. You know, I survived, you know, having zero self-worth to what I do today. And when I started wearing my buff on stage, that's when my whole talk clicked. And that's when people were like, it's intriguing it's part of my brand. They remember me. I stand out. And I'm standing out not because I want to be the hero, but because I want to be the guide in my story. I want to get on stage and, and share my message and guide it into people's world so that they win. They're the heroes. I'm the guide. And that's my trademark. And I wear it. I have a full head of hair under it. People always ask me, you know, what's under there. I have a full head of hair. I wear it because I grew up invisible and it, now it makes me valued invisible. It's interesting. That's a powerful yeah. connection between everything. <laughs> and that's fun. And, and the fact that you remove it and you're in, in, invisible, or, you know, you go to those events and, and it's like, you know, it's your identity. It, it becomes uh, it becomes the you thing know, that people notice about you. Guys, people would say to me, I'll share a little secret. People say to me, did you bring your buff with you? And you know what? I, I usually carry it in my suit pocket. Because, you know, I used to not want to put it on. Now I put it on all the time, even when I'm out. But, but it, you know what, guys, it's, the insight for me was that, you know, I wasn't being myself. I, I wasn't, I was always worried what people would say and they're going to think I'm not professional enough. And it's like, you know, when women go through that, like, oh, should I wear a tighter dress, shorter dress? You know what? Be yourself. Be yourself. The minute I put it on, I became who I am. I know who I am. I, I, I Survivor is my surface label. It's what I do, but Catalyst is who I am. And I share that in my talk. My whole talk is around Survivor versus Catalyst. And that's me. That's really what I do. And I'm so, I'm so happy to be who I am right now. And I've never been happier in my life. You're talking to a girl who currently is wearing Wonder Woman sneakers. <laughs> yes! And yes. I do have a tattoo of the Wonder Woman symbol <laughs> On the back of my neck, which you can't see if my hair's down, which, you know, but that's, that's my, that's always my brand has been, you have two choices in life, do nothing or do something. You always choose something. And that's absolutely. And, you know, it's almost in a funny way. My whole mantra now is to give, is to help people discover that core value so that they can give away the value that I never had as a kid. And that's really powerful. And that's what I spend a lot of my time introspecting about because that's why I get up in the morning. That gave me my why and my purpose. And um, and I never thought that this would be as powerful as it is. But Christine, as you said, and you know the high school kids you work with, these kids are dying to know how to articulate who they are and they just don't know how. And I... And that's I the thing. That's or, or, or need a, you know, I'm going to use it, a catalyst to help them be themselves because it's just a muck of uh, admire of, you know, fitting in and, and not standing right. out and staying in the pocket so that for one reason or another, I mean, it, it's a tough, it's a tough existence at that age. And, uh, you know, and, and even, you know, I remember not 
admitting that I liked the song because I was afraid of what other people were going to say about me liking that song, you know, and I just kept it to myself. But it's like, you know, it's it's a, it's just a, a lump of insecurity at that age. And, and to have somebody like yourself maybe bring something, that one piece out of them. That not enoughness yes. is what I used to call it. Like we all have the the moments in your life, whether you're young or older, it doesn't matter. It transcends everything where you just feel you're not enough. Yeah. And it's there's nothing else to give. This is who you are. And for you to go right. out there and take that chance and say, you know what? This is who I am. I believe that I'm this catalyst. I'm going for it. And um, I'm going to give some value into this world. And I think the three of us right here, we understand what that is. And it's the rest of the people, if you really want to reach you know, that quality of life, you know, ask yourself, am I, am I getting up every day and working towards my goals? And are my goals in line with my core value? And is what is my value? What is my word? And am I being authentic to it? Or am I kind of locking myself in, in a fake jail, yeah. you know? Yeah, it takes a lot of courage. I work with a lot of young kids who are very tied to what their parents think they should do. And I get oh, yeah. it. I lived it. And I, it takes a lot of courage. But I also think it takes, I wish I had a me, as you said. I wish I had a me growing up. And that's what I want to be for these kids. Because I'm not suggesting that somebody not go make a living, not go make money. But when you when you put value ahead of money, you're going to make more in the end because money is an exchange of values. So if you could put that core value out there, that wallet's going to fly open. That's why we buy $700 iPhones. I mean, it's very clear because Apple Apple's one word is simplicity. They make your life simple and you're going to pay for that. And that's why they don't discount. And so there's a lot of applicability to the world of brands and what I now bring to personal brands and I'm just very grateful that I've had that career to be able to do that now for this next phase. Well, it, it has all fallen into place for you uh, from, you know, the beginning and, and these steps that you've taken and the, uh, you know, the, the, even the early careers of knowing not what you don't want to do and leading you to something like the branding and then having you uh, have the the uh, stones, I guess, to, to get out of there when you did and, and start something new is, is uh, you know, it's quite impressive. And, uh, you know, we just thank you for coming on. It's been a blast. Yeah. No, thank you for having me. I do want to say one thing to your listeners. I think the one thing that I learned in this whole journey is that you get what you want by helping others get what they want. Yes. And I think that's if we can change our mindset to give before we receive, you're going to receive so much more. And so I, I literally have this hanging up on my wall. You get what you want by helping others get what they want. And I, I wish for the listeners out there and the younger generation to really absorb that because you'll get to your success a lot quicker than I did. I mean, it took me to my late 40s to share what I shared with you. I want people to get there in their 20s. Beautifully said. Amen, Rich. So tell yeah. us right now, tell all of our listeners, we're going to put this up on our social media and everything, but tell everyone where they sure. can find more about you, websites, workbooks, you name it, go. Yeah, yeah. So my website is therichkeller.com and I had to do the Rich Keller because Rich Keller was taken. So therichkeller.com. Um, my LinkedIn is Rich Keller Catalyst. If you literally type in that, those three words, Rich Keller Catalyst, my page will come up. And my Instagram is Rich S as in Scott Keller, Rich S. Keller. Awesome. And now they can find all the workbooks and everything on the richkeller.com. 
you got therichkeller.com. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I want to say thank you to the two of you. You guys are really fun, like amazing. Love what you're doing. Keep it up. And you guys are definitely building your own unique brand. So, um, mazel. Well, we're just trying to change some lives, much, maybe you know? save some lives along the way, you know? I love it. I, I just I get it. everything set up for the energizer to come in. And then, uh, <laughs> and then once that happens, it's, it makes my life easier. <laughs> And the last thing I will say is I, I work out 30 minutes a day that as an entrepreneur, that is something I'm committed to. And I want to say for what you guys do, that is so critical. It clears my mind. It allows me to think. And I do not miss my 30 minute workouts, at least minimum nice. every day, seven days a week. You know what? That's really important. And I'm glad that you did say that because I've seen that as a common theme amongst entrepreneurs and the people that are really they they take that time and they make mm-hmm. that time for the exercise and just for you know for whatever the actual exercise is it's 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 you know it's the clearing of the mind it's the uh, the the committee right. meeting that I uh, you know I always say the committee that meets in my head we get everything sorted out on the morning run and uh you love know love it yeah so it's uh it's it's great and, and uh, keep that up I love it thank you thank you well, thank you thank, so thank- much go ahead yeah, thank you for having me. Really, so grateful. So grateful. Well, likewise. well this is not the first time we're going to talk, Rich. I think this is a beautiful friendship, and uh, we will be you in bet. touch, and um, we bet. can't wait to hear more of what's going on, and we'll have to have you back in the future so you can uh, tell in everyone person. what... Oh, in, in oh, person. No doubt. Yeah. Long Branch, summertime. Let's do it. And and I'm launching a podcast in 2020, <gasps> so in, invite. You guys are going to share your story, and we're going to go backwards now and share your one. How okay. much time do you have? <laughs> I don't care. I'll take. It could be three days. No problem. <laughs> All right, Rich. Well, thank you so much. And with that said, it is Christine Conte <laughs> and I'm Brian Prendergast, and we are two fit crazies and the microphone. We are where it's at. Peace.